0: On today's episode, if you want to find out more about how to select the right technology stack for e-commerce, you have to listen to this episode. Do stay tuned.
1: Retail and e-commerce have witnessed an unprecedented transformation in the last decade. The widespread adoption of mobile technology, social media, as well as the lowered cost of cloud-based technology have not only eroded the barriers to entry in retail, But it's also led to the rapid rise and dominance of digital native product brands that sell directly to their customers. On this podcast, you'll get the scoop on customer acquisition and retention strategies employed by high growth digital native product brands. Not being afraid to spend because you know that customer is going to pay it back uh, three or fourfold.
0: Hawkberry and Custom Ingle have in common? Well, they rely on Clavio, the growth marketing platform that powers over 25,000 online businesses. Clavio is supported by a dedicated team of experts, and it is a platform that processes and consumes more data than any other in the market. Clavio helps you own customer experience and grow high value customer relationships. Right from shoppers' first impressions to each subsequent purchase, Clavio will understand every single customer interaction and empowers brands to create more personalized marketing moments. When you have a 360 view on customers, the growth possibilities are endless. Visit klaviyo.com forward slash 2x to get Klaviyo's holiday planning guide. Remember, that is Clavio Hi guys, welcome. Welcome to the 2 X e Commerce podcast show. This is Kuni, the host of the 2X eCommerce podcast show. Well, on today's episode, I'm joined by Bat Morris. He's the co-founder and CEO of Sumo Heavy. Now Sumo Heavy is a digital commerce consulting and strategy firm. He is a serial entrepreneur who's been involved in several consulting Businesses, he's he's had a lot of experience. years. he's also a fellow podcaster. If you're into the e-commerce podcasting space at all, you'd have heard of Sumo Heavy and the e-commerce. Um, I think it's called In the Ring. In the Ring, Sumo Heavy, by Sumo Heavy, and um, e-commerce minutes. I I know e-commerce minutes has been around for a while, and I just thought, okay, let me bring him on. You know, let's have insights on how they scale who's talking about how they've scaled a business from zero to 100 million you know dollars in 18 months i want to just unravel a lot so without further ado i'd like to, to welcome back to the show welcome back
2: hey there how are you
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. um, I probably haven't done you sufficient justice in the um, intro.
2: (laughs) That's Um, a lot of of justice there, sir.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Could you take a minute or less to introduce yourself and what you're doing in Sumo Heavy and um, your your podcasting um, journey and your podcast piece?
2: Sure. So Sumo Heavy is a uh, digital commerce consulting firm. We're coming up on our 10 years um, as Sumo Heavy, but my business partner and I have been doing this for almost 20 years. And in different categories. Uh, he's been doing mostly e-commerce. I've been in technology for, for a long time. We've been doing, you know, working as a development shop in the beginning and kind of converted ourselves into more of a consulting shop um, mm-hmm. just because it's just the journey of the clients eventually gets there where we are strategically helping clients with growth and Business and technology processes, internal team help, um, something across where, you know, back in the, when we first started, it was just a basic Magento development shop. We just kind of picked up jobs and built stuff as when Magento first came out. Our journey to sort of podcasting was we've always been interested in it. We've been around podcasting since basically what the, the, the term got coined. So, our, my director of marketing and I have been doing it a video format or a podcast for a very long time e-commerce minute came about because anchor fm came out um it's now owned by spotify and we just wanted a quick short show that we can just put out there and we tested it and then it took off we're episode 800 or 600 whatever we are in like three years so, in. How,
0: so how often uh, do you publish
2: daily or uh five times a week uh wow. weekdays every day there's a story every day that's
0: incredible dedication
2: uh yeah it's uh it it Took a life of its own. Um, little tricks to it. Uh, we used to do it daily. Uh, literally record daily because Anchor Fan was just that way. Uh, we figure out other systems, and we still use Anchor. We love it. But now we do a recording once a week of all the shows. But there's a lot of production work before that. It's pretty. It, it, the funny thing is, it's a, a show that's 10 to 20 minutes long. It's a lot of production work because it's a lot of writing, a lot of research. So that one's really long. But we do it. It's, you know, it's a good branding exercise for us. We've been sponsored multiple times. It's kind of fun. Interviewing is really just scratching my own itch type of thing. It's trying to do some interviews, some internal sort of interviews, outside of people, conversations. Hmm. Um, we've been always playing around with a longer show, and I think this one is going to stick for now. So we'll see how it goes. Hmm. We don't have to produce as much of it because it's just an interview like this. It's pretty easy yeah. to do. Hmm. Um longer see how it goes it's only once a week for now i wanted to make it twice a week but we see how we fare out
0: you get the momentum eventually and you decide what, what works best for you
2: yeah um i'm also not the only one doing it uh mm-hmm. so we have uh, uh my director of marketing and we have uh a junior marketing coordinator doing a lot of the work with us So okay. the three of us do a lot of it
0: and e-commerce minutes is still running side yep, by side yep. within uh
2: actually after we record this i get to record uh next week's episodes <laughs> uh that's incredible so it's a day of podcasting
0: well okay I, I just tend to you know um take out tuesdays and just record as many episodes as i can yep um, and stay ahead that's usually um, what
2: we do yeah we do uh, a morning session an afternoon session and then okay. we have we now actually have an editor that just edited it's a little right. more edited because you kind of right. have to where as an interview is kind of easier
0: um do you do you listen to audible
2: yes love it have, have um you love noticed
0: it the with podcast the podcast and uh, audible uh i have not they're incredibly produced they're, oh they're yeah i mean yeah yeah there's, oh, yep, oh,
2: yep. Oh. i have not i'm a big, big bigger fan of audible for uh reading a book so uh i used to live in new york so for me reading on a kindle reading on the phone mm-hmm. or just listening the whole syncing system that they have is amazing mm-hmm. um Incredible. and that was that's just getting through books which is so much fun
0: yeah. 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 The, the, the podcast are the quality, uh, they're, they're amazing. They're amazing. I digress.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know we can talk about podcasting the whole exactly. time.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. So let, let's talk about growth because the, the core of what you do, you know, I, I found it very fascinating that you'll, you, you've moved from more a technical deployment model to more a strategic business consulting, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, well, business essentially assisting teams, um, especially with digital transformation, agile planning mm-hmm. and, and the like. Um, how did you, do you still develop in like Magento or are you a step above that, so to say, um, like in center or, or there?
2: We're, we're like a boutique, if you, one of those. Um, mm-hmm. No, we still do development work. We still do production work, you know, between Magento, Shopify, like pretty much anything. And that's just a, part of the toolkit we do a lot of custom work on the back end integrations big erp systems um just working with clients really to figure out what is the best cost effective way to do their business and Mm -hmm. not just buying stuff off the shelf going because somebody's selling me that off the shelf product so you're not platform Um, biased i am we are agnostic yes we're partners with some of them just because it's it's part of what you do yeah um but other than that we're very agnostic. We I mean, let's talk let's talk
0: that. headless headless commerce. Mm-hmm. I've I sort of I've written some white papers for for yep. some some of the big um e-commerce um platforms and it's an interesting topic. Um does it have legs? Pad in the pond, pond not intended.
2: Yes. Um mm-hmm. kind of. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like ask me if PWA is a thing. Like we have weird sort of, yes, headless is out there. I mean, so headless with certain p- products, we, we've we done headless with Shopify because it works, right? BigCommerce is touting in as headless, mm-hmm. but you can do the same thing in Magento. It's To me, it's, it's very dependent on what the client needs. Mm-hmm. It's not dependent on… Hey, Magento's selling this. This we're going to just go to that platform, right? Mm-hmm. This might not be the right platform. There's plenty of people that got themselves into trouble buying Magento One Enterprise licenses that you'd never be touching Magento ever. Mm-hmm. You know, they should be on something like Shopify or WooCommerce or something small. Um, that happens all the time. We have large clients that are still on Magento Open Source and they're doing fifty two hundred million dollars in sales. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy, right? Like mm-hmm. you would think. But because they're just, a lot of people are stuck on that. So for us, headless, it works for some, it works for the others. Like it depends on what you need to do. You know, something like Magento, yeah, you can put the front end on it and run with it and have a headless one. Or, you know, the same thing with microservices. It's really dependent on what you're doing. High volume, high, you know, stakes type of sites should work, right? So there's definitely different areas that you can okay. go through.
0: It's, it's interesting. Um, so do, do you think like the, the hosting, you know, the rack spaces of the world will lose business or would have to adapt, you know, quite rapidly to, to like, you know, self-hosted e-commerce platforms. It seems there's this transition to the cloud, you know, going on. Where, what do what you think about, um, you know, self-hosted versus, you know, um, not just cloud, but, um, What's what's the term again? Um where where it's sort of
2: like Shopify? More, almost um, like
0: a s- service, yeah, yes. um,
2: yeah, I mean Saspa I mean, yes or no. Um mm-hmm. so Rackspace actually is heavily into cloud because they'll let you do all the admin work on the cloud stuff. And obviously people are hosting it. You know, the beauty with Shopify is they will do all that work for you. So for example, you can have a say, we've done this before, where say it runs a Magento, but then you know you have sales. We have some clients that have sales seasonally, not seasonally, but like every few quarters that rival something like Kylie Cosmetics, which is like the higher spikes. Yeah. Um, and they have spikes for like two days. What you would do is you can just run that site with Shopify for spikes. I'd,
0: I'd, over that period, over that sale period. Yeah, over that period, That's right? Incredible. So That's you kind adjust
2: it, right? And then mm-hmm. in the back end, right, you don't have to have everything in the in the process. You put it into an ERP system on the back end system and do all the processing in the back. So there's ways going around that. That's why mm-hmm. I said going with just one platform or mm-hmm. just one solution, you have to look at the whole business of what it does. You know, mm-hmm. if you have that spike every six months or every four months, then you figure out what those sales are and you can just leave that okay. there and there's run the rest of it for... Okay, let, let,
0: let's step back to that example again. I didn't quite, you know, get it. So you're saying over the sale period, so, so we are running, you know, Magento, open yeah. source. So over the sale period, um, do we switch the entire platform no. to so Shopify? The for sales,
2: right, so the sales are for particular items, right? So okay. there's particular items you can kind of channel through and you make it because Shopify is really good at scaling at that mm. moment. So you can do it that way. Um, you can actually Shopify cost
0: or? Um,
2: uh, it doesn't matter, believe it advanced. or not. Advanced. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, let's, let's,
0: we, we need to talk about Shopify, about all the tears. We and stuff, will. Uh, are, I will yes. tell
2: you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so for me, the, the whole, well, so we've done a site on Magento that was rated to do 20,000 orders an hour. But that's a lot of servers. That's a lot of, um, yes, I said 20,000 orders it's a lot of servers. That's a lot of setup. That's a lot of things. It wasn't doing that much, but it was set up to do it. And it actually tested that way, but you don't have to do it that way. There's a lot more. And this was a lot of years ago. There's a lot more technology and architecture that you can do that slows it down. But now we can talk about Shopify plus.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. So they have tiers, basic advanced and plus, and, yep. you know, um, there's a, there's an onboarding concierge service for the plus and all that kind of stuff. Um, how much is it marketing and how much of it is, you know, um, actually practical?
2: Um, it's about the same system. Um, they do have uh, a bigger scale on it now. It used to be, just, so Plus was, uh, they figure out they need to go more enterprise level type mm-hmm. type thing. So they figure out, it used to be called something else. I was actually there when they started talking about that. So they, the Plus version is what they say, it's a white glove mm-hmm sort of service. Um, not everybody needs it. Um, I think the plus is good for enterprises that want to scale, have a contact. When it comes to, they, I, I believe now they have a separate sort of, they kind of split the whole architecture of them too, but it's the same system. So you can do a few other things that does it, but it's, it's a lot of marketing. But it's also, um, I feel like you get a better quality of support for it. So if you're a big growing company that's not complex, not a bad way to go about it.
0: A, a, a client of ours um, was in WooCommerce mm-hmm. and um, they were just getting fed up of speed, hosting, performance. So they decided to Well, you're to building a to, product
2: on top of WordPress, right? Yeah. WordPress is good for certain things. Exactly.
0: So <laughs> they, 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 they were moving to, to Shopify. Now, the big problem with for them was the fact that um, they sell... Um, they, so for every product, they could have... 30 or so variations from size to color to fit. Yep. And it could it could even go to like 80. So they, they, they figured out that um, the skew count could be, was it like 40,000 or 50,000? They went to Shopify. Um, they're like, your basic wouldn't do it. Your um, your advanced wouldn't do it. Would your plus do it? You know? Nope. So again, sold to, um, to plus and saying, we'll figure it out after you sign up. And, you know, they just, Cautiously pulled back to figure out an alternative way of presenting, you know, the data. But but why are these? So, why why the limits in when skew on, on Shopify?
2: Because that's how it got built. You got to remember that the, the Shopify wasn't built for enterprise from the beginning, right? They're trying we, to kind of fix those things. You'd have thought, and,
0: and you know, <laughs> <laughs> have well, thought by now?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, uh, you would think. Um, I mean, it, I understand why, because they're trying to do land grab. What, what they actually had in their favor is when Magento started announcing uh, due dates for Magento 2, right? So think about this. If you're a Magento 1, you spend all this money on licensing, it's kind of working for you. And then basically, to move to Magento 2,
1: mm-hmm. you
2: re platform again. It's yeah. not an upgrade, it's a re platform. Yeah. So if you're doing. 10 to 25 million dollars in sales, you go, okay, a lot of money went that way. And now I gotta spend a lot more money and two years of my life replatforming. What do I do now? Do I do I need all those stuff? Do I do I look for it? So Shopify actually jumped in. So anybody for under the $10 million mark, they just jumped in straight in and they could sell it. So that's why they got big, huge land grab against anybody else. And then Magento, you know, went upscale after they got bought by Adobe. It's basically an enterprise product. It's wrapped yeah. into their stuff. So you have this kind of like middle, it's missing right now, you know, people are yeah, trying to that. I thought
0: would step in, but,
2: um, trying, but yeah. it's not, it's no, not so there it's yet. Not, no, um, no. so we, we're friends with, um, uh, work area, which, uh, is a new kind of comer on a, on the platform. They're just down the street from our office. um, mm. It's a just an uh, e-commerce firm that's been around since, like, 92. They've done a lot of work. Yes, for okay. a very, very long time. They have a system called Work Area. It's a Ruby on Rails, clean. It's really well. They have a shot. We'll see where it goes. We like it. Yeah. Uh, we haven't built anything with it yet, but it's very, very – it's, like, it, there's not, no no crazy thing about it. And it's also open source, too, so you can actually okay. use it. So there's, there's definitely that, – that middle ground right now is kind of wild west of – who's trying to the other one we've been looking at um i know we just went to platform world um is Shopware? is shopware from from germany um it's fairly popular I've Heard about Europe. them
0: yeah
2: yeah it's been coming up lately and i think their new version is really good so there's definitely options yep um but you would think shopify would be a lot faster for their enterprise if they want to have that land grab
0: yeah but i have to give it to shopify in terms of what they do the user friendliness of managing it from a launching and managing it from I'm a, with
2: you. Yeah. From a, from,
0: from a, you know, from an e-commerce entrepreneur standpoint, there's no platform that's better.
2: No, then, uh, from the ease of use. And I ease think, of use, yeah. you know, people kind of go always oh, like, what would you start with? If you started again, like if you started a shop right now, which we will, we actually are talking about, um, some of our stuff, um, maybe Shopify, there's nothing yeah. like, why would you do anything else? Like if you want to do, um, Apparel, you want to try apparel, you hand an apparel, mm-hmm. Shopify is the best one because then you use something like Printful and Shopify. It's already integrated. You're not too much. It's exactly. done, right? It's print on demand. Um, yes, the print on demand is not always the, it's quality, but it's not, there's that those steps of quality, right? But yeah. to try it out and test your market, it's the best way to go about it. Which yeah. is the, the other side of it, like when, when people try to start their business and they're like, oh, I need this. And I'm like, no, just put up, I don't know. Shopify. The beauty of Shopify is actually they. Do you ever see their buttons? So they have uh, buttons for like you can. There's a there's a smaller tier. I think it's nine dollars a month, and you can just do buttons with their admin. Um, yep. So it's like PayPal buttons, right? So try that. Like that's that's like where you should start and see where it goes. I don't yep. think you should go crazy with developing stuff. You know.
0: I agree. I agree. Let's take this quick break to hear from our sponsors. Remember to head over to Rewind.io and don't forget to mention the Two X e Commerce Podcast for a full month trial. There's this other one, this other platform that started to be at the start of when Shopify was was emerging. Um, there's another one. I think it was Ron Bonobos actually ran in it for a bit.
2: Um, oh, spree commerce.
0: Spree commerce, yes. How 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 are they? Where are they? What's happened to them?
2: They're trying to be, so there's a offshoot from Spree. Uh, we just seen it. I don't remember. The problem with Spree is, we never, the beginning of Spree, we never, like, it's a Ruby on platform. We never, like, it, it wasn't the greatest platform, like, written platform. It made sense. They're trying to be a, a, a platform for marketplaces, mostly. Okay. Um, but it's a heavy platform, it's heavy to do. Um, so you know, they on- tried to, yeah, they tried to build on it. Um, is it Ruby and Rails or? It's Ruby and Rails, okay. yeah. So everybody's, there's plenty of companies that are trying to use it. It's, you know, I don't know. We, we've had weird feelings about it all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. okay. Okay, so um, you, you've got the platform. Um, what, what are the layers? What, what are your, what are the fundamental layers to build a rock solid foundation for scale? Say, I've got the product here. I know my market and I don't want to mess anything up from a technology standpoint, from a perspective of skill. I've, you know, got the exposure, say I've, you know, been on shark tank or whatever, you know, I, you're ready for business essentially. Um, so you're saying you go Shopify ideally, right?
2: Ideally. Um, okay. I think your first thing is having a good advisor or consultant and not just mm-hmm. because we are one. Mm-hmm. Um, Either internal staff that knows what they're talking about from technology perspective, mm-hmm. or somebody that you can trust. Um, you don't have to hire them, but you know, have some consulting from there. It's about let's figure out because that person will help you figure out what's the best strategy to go about it. Um, would it be from platform to hosting to your backend systems? There's accounting, there's financials, there's tax, mm-hmm. there's, you know, you can literally go a whole list. And I think that's where people get a little in trouble because they don't realize how many little pieces that, that you have to deal with. And every one of them will take a chunk of change, right? Take a little bit of money out, you know, and your job is to have that margin be as big as possible, Exactly. right? So the idea, and that goes for every business. It goes for every, from small e-commerce shops to ginormous ones where you can decrease, you know, you can increase those margins with looking at your systems and doing well. Yep. So there's definitely, there's definitely ways of of going around it. Um, When you're a small business, I mean, Shopify is one of those things that it has everything built in so you can start there and they can kind of, as you go along, see where this stuff is. And then you kind of go, what margins can I increase? What can I cut? What can I figure out? Um, so you're self-sustaining. You know, we always have this example of, um, you know, I sell a t-shirt for $50 and you sell a t-shirt for $50, but it takes me, it takes you $50 to sell it. It takes me 25. Our job yeah. is to get you to be, you know, that margin be bigger.
0: Yeah. Makes sense. Makes, makes a ton of sense. Okay. um, So, Let's talk about scale, you know, um, scaling and infrastructure. How, how do you, so you, you guys have been around, you know, the block for for, for, for 20 years now, for 20 years, over 20 years. Um, so what's the DNA of a fast growth company? Do you, have you sort of modeled it out?
2: Uh, so we get to deal with, this is fun. We actually deal with large clients and small ones, but also startups. Yep. Um, I guess fast-growing is really well-funded and also goes to the right people and the right experts. Yep. Um, we've dealt with those. Um, we have a company that went to – they were just happened to be well-funded so they can do it. Um, its They went to an amazing design shop that did all the comms that let us do very quickly but also let us take them on and develop sites really quickly and then scale.
0: Sites, not just one site.
2: Uh, it's site and then just became, because it's a marketplace. So it's okay. multiple marketplaces, connection to everything. Some of the okay. funnest we had, but it's all fast. Um, but they were also well-funded. Um, if you're not well-funded, the growth is slower. It's going to be slower. But with the right marketing, with the right sort of team, you can do it. The biggest thing is just laying out the process. And I think where people get in trouble is startups. There's just like, just want to move fast, move fast, move fast. The Problem with that is you're not thinking about every sort of decision making impact on the other decision, right? So for us, when we deal with clients, we try to slow them down just a little bit in the beginning, kind mm-hmm. of map everything else, the business process, the technology process, and get them to a point where all that feels like a lot of slowdown to where we can just go build and do fast things. The old saying's is fast is smooth, smooth is fast. I mean, so it's one of those. That's how we like to do it. But I think that's the DNA of, of understanding things you don't know and bringing the right people into it. What about company culture? Oh, we've dealt with everything from big corporate yeah. things to to you know, fast startups. I've been around startups for a while. I mean, to me, company culture is like, be nice. I mean, that's the, you know, that's the thing. I don't think that, uh, you know, the, the idea that old school, you know, working 80, hundred hour a week is okay either. Um, You know, that's, that's not okay. (laughs) There's, there's ways around that. That's just, listen, I understand in the VC world or or startup world where you get funding and try to do, you know, shareholder value and, and, build stuff quick that sometimes you have to do those, but I, there's ways not to do it.
0: Mm. Let's, let's go back to Shopify. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a checkout. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, that's all it is. I'm concerned about, you know, so the checkout process, the the, the number of fit the, t- for me personally, um, the UX person in me just looks at the checkout and I'm like, you know, this is not like 100% fully optimized. Yes, they ask for email at the start, but look at the number of fields they do. There's no, you know, address completion there. Um, you know, it works, it works. Um, there are certain things they do really well no one actually is doing, which is like, you know, checking out with your mobile phone, for instance, your mobile number. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what do you think about their checkouts? Would you, with the Shopify, is that an advantage for Shopify Plus, where you have the ability to, you know, um, re, reimagine the, the, the checkout process or... Um, or yes. would, is, it, is it just I, the way we do? We just live with it.
2: Um, I think they spend a lot of time on UX, and they've done a lot of studies of how people check out. I think that's the biggest thing. As much mm-hmm. as some of us don't like it, it, it you know, problem is is also like there's technical people like us, and there's the rest of the world. So mm-hmm. I think there's part of that. I get why they do the email in the beginning because once you have a and like a Shopify account, basically even as a, as a shopper, no matter what Shopify account, like that's what they switched to now, no matter where you shop, if it's a Shopify account, you can just use it. It's like Apple pay or Amazon pay or Google
0: Wallet bits. Okay. So it's a wallet. Okay. So
2: basically it's a lot, right? So Hmm. if it's a Shopify store, you basically are across the board. You can shop with any, any one of those. So that's why they actually just changed to the Shopify pay thing to shop pay or whatever they're calling it. Um, you can use that. So that's that's where they head it with it. I don't I guess for me as a user, I'm okay with it because I've used it enough of times where I know where it is. So it's like a familiarity of this is how it looks, that's what it is. Yeah. You know, just that. I don't think you know, doing they've done they've they've dealt with it for so long. Yeah. I don't think changing it. You know, I think, I think what they're trying, what they did with the ShopBay thing is that they got rid of, it's sort of like Apple Pay, right? Where Apple Pay to me, if you have it integrated in your shop is amazing. You don't have to put anything in. It's already done. One click.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of Apple Pay deployment um, on product pages, which seems to make a lot of sense, you know, um, impulse purchases, uh-huh. If you don't need to configure anything, you just you know hit, hit pay and 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 it's done. Pretty easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been working on a lot of checkouts recently, and um, yeah, I just looked at the Shopify Pay thing. I think the brilliance about Shopify Pay is the fact that um, it's a wallet. Yep. Um, but that onboarding um, form it could definitely be optimised, in my <laughs> in my opinion. Okay. Um. Right. Okay. So I guess next thing really I want to talk about is, um, digital transformation. Um, it's massive. It's huge. I I didn't realize, you know, how many industries are actually, um, you know, trans undergoing, you know, um, undergoing, you know, digital transformation. Look at the publishing industry. I'm, I'm involved in the publishing industry and, um, it's just incredible, you know, um, and it's almost like, um, there's a There's a mass extinction, you know, event going on in many industries. And if you do not adapt and, you know, transform, you, you'll go, you just, you know, um, you die. Um, What's your take on digital transformation? How do you do it properly um, at the enterprise level? You know, um, have, you know, what what the best in class um, clients of yours, you know, um, done that just made their transformation exercise a, a success?
2: So I hate that word. That's first. <laughs> it's on our site on purpose, but I hate that word. Um, uh, the problem. Uh, so the the funny the funny thing for us is that because we work e-commerce, you kind of are already done. You're there. I think people need to realize like a lot more technology, a lot more online things are happening, especially now. Like we're in this weird spot of this pandemic where it's like it's just there. You know, from from uh, telehealth to schools to everything else, people have no choice. You basically are forced into doing digital transformation automatically, right? So doing it right, you know, in the next, next year or so, it's going to be interesting. Um, but doing it right, it's just – go. it's evolving every – part of your business every department has to be involved you can't just start it can't start at the tech level or the it department it just can't it has to be from top down um from your marketing to you know every operational everything else and changing over to it but i think you're going to see a lot more businesses figure that out because they won't survive um and that's tricky right um there's plenty of law firms that are still not there. You know there's plenty of banks that are just figuring it out. Um, here, actually, uh, just uh, in, in New Jersey, uh, there's a call-out for Cobalt developers because everything runs still on Cobalt. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and nobody knows how to do it. So I think moving, you know companies over is going to be an interesting time. Um, how to do it right? I think it's just involving, like I said, involving the whole organization from top down. Um, it's not going to be bottom up. It's not going to be from a technology department on. It's going to be from the whole organization itself.
0: Okay. So besides Shopify and Magento, what, what are your top platforms?
2: What are top platforms. The top um,
0: three platforms you guys work with?
2: For Shopify, uh, obviously Magento. We've dabbled around big commerce
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, but we do a lot of back-end stuff and some um, some back-end integrations ERP systems so there's definitely that for me um, I'm gonna put a work area there because it's I think it has a shot okay the problem with something like uh, salesforce e-commerce cloud, whatever they're calling it, because everybody's calling e-commerce cloud for everything all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, they're old school demand where stuff. problem with that is you have to be a, a full-fledged partner to actually work on it, which is tricky. Um, I think the bigger ones are going to die off a little bit, meaning that something like ATG, which is now Oracle, who else is out there? IBM is still around. Um, yeah, I don't think they're going to die off, but I think they need to change. Something like IBM Westfair needs to up their game, you know, ATG Oracle Commerce. Who knows?
0: Okay. I mean, All what's right. your?
2: I mean, what's your thoughts? I mean, from from platform stuff. I mean, I'm assuming you guys work only on Shopify.
0: Shopify, big commerce, predominantly, and we've dabbled a bit with um, clients who've um, been on the Magento platform um, initially. So we used to do like SEO, and mm-hmm. SEO is primarily for Magento commerce clients. And then Shopify came in and, you know, really got everybody rethinking, you know, what e-commerce hosting is all about. And, um, so, so now it's like 70% Shopify, um, we advise to, to just move to Shopify, um, just for the simplicity and to reduce, um, just the reliance on the, on of the, on the IT department. And, and then, um yeah and then there's still Magento, some still you know need Magento for for what it is you know um, for for its enterprise and multi channel capabilities mm-hmm. um, our biggest so-
2: problem, like shopify stuff is that you know building your own stuff you still got to host it you know any service that you do yes, there's plenty of services out there, but we have a client right now that basically their contracts with their end client it's like a mobile they're not allowed to use third party stuff because they um meaning oh. that they can use Shopify, but they can't use other yeah, plugins yeah, okay. because of data. So we have to build them all. So we still got to run them. In, we had in Magento just all in one shop. So they're all they're custom
0: available. apps you build?
2: Mm-hmm. For yeah. everything. Wow. So anything, because they they are not allowed to move that data like have data data
0: sharing is a massive problem It's apps and on Shopify it's huge yeah it's yeah security is yeah
2: the fight between uh, MailChimp and and And, Shopify huge right they're like no you can't have it so Um,
0: just just simple notification apps the amount of data they have privy to in your store and if that gets into the wrong hands. You know, you're you're, you're fried, really. Mm -hmm. So um,
2: Privacy concerns are huge. Exactly,
0: massive, massive. So,
2: yeah, I mean, sometimes you just can't do it. So we have to build all that stuff. And, and, you know, if you're starting to do some complex things, if you're building your own apps, you still got to host them. You still got to figure that out. Um, Mm So basically, you have microservices on top of just the checkout. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of those kind of, you know. Like I said, it all comes down to what is the best solution for the client. It doesn't exactly. matter about the platform.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Um, we're, we're wrapping up now. Um, I wouldn't let you go till you, you know, come into the lightning round. Um, and this is <laughs> how it works. Seven questions. Um, and if you could, you know, use a sentence to, to answer them, that'd be sure. brilliant. Okay. Ready when you are. Uh-huh. What advice would you give to yourself five years ago?
2: Uh, five years ago. Wow. Wow. Uh, move to New York faster.
0: You're, you're, you're in Jersey. Okay, cool. Um, are you a morning person? Yes. Okay. What's your daily morning routine?
2: Before all this happened, I uh, usually get up, go to gym and then go to work. That's usually okay. the, the
0: trial. What two things can't you live without?
2: Uh, my wife, oh. probably my phone.
0: Okay. All right, cool. Um, what book are you currently reading?
2: Uh, I have a problem. I read like four books at a time, but currently I got a preview copy of remarkable retail uh, from Steve, Steve Dennis. Um, It is awesome. You guys all should buy it when it comes out.
0: Awesome. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Final. What three indispensable tools do you use for managing your business?
2: Bill.com bench.co and the Gmail suite. Really?
0: Awesome. Okay. Okay. Right. Um, So what one piece, final question, what one piece of advice would you give to e-tailers keen on scaling, on growth from your experience?
2: Um, Have an amazing team internally or um, have an awesome advisor or consultant that can help you that's agnostic to everything.
0: Fantastic. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Bart, um, for, for coming on the show. For listeners who've enjoyed his listening up to this point, um, how best can they, um, you know, follow you, reach, reach out to you um, on social, on the web? What's the best um, way to So I'm to...
2: um, Bart Mraz on everything, B R T M R O Z, and Sumo Heavy on everything else too. So pretty easy okay. to find.
0: We'll link to you in the show notes. All right. Thank you so much. Um, it was incredible. Great stuff. Thank you.
2: Thank you.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of 2 X Ecommerce. We encourage you to connect with our community of 2X e-commerce listeners on our Facebook group, Ecommerce growth accelerator mastermind. Just search for 2X Ecommerce on Facebook to find it. Answer three questions and you'll be approved. Grab the show notes of this episode on our website, 2xecommerce.com. Finally, if you haven't already, give the show a review on your podcasting app.